Hey guys, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, the podcast where if you strike us down, we come back more powerful than you can imagine. I'm Jay. They said I should get Bosk, but instead, with me as always, Diana. Hi. Few words she is this woman, as Yoda would say. Alrighty, so we got done seeing Solo yesterday. Uh, now, my first question going to be... Diana, was this a movie that needed to be made? Like, as a Star Wars fan, were you clamoring for a solo, solo movie? Not really, because I feel like everything you needed to know was in the originals. That's really it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, really no idea why. Um, I mean, now, already, they're already talking... Oh, we're gonna make a Lando movie, and we're gonna make a Boba Fett movie. Uh, you know these standalone films. Uh, they did Rogue One, and in my opinion, they bombed. Yeah, I really hated Rogue One, but that's that's a talk for another day. Yeah, absolutely. But it looks like Disney, in an attempt to grab cash, I'm sorry, I mean expand the Star Wars universe, uh, they're gonna be doing these standalone films. What standalone film would you want to say? Um. You know, I can't really think of one because I don't really want to see, like, a standalone film. Like, I would really just want to see Episode Nine, and that's really all I'm thinking about. I'm not really thinking about, like, oh, man, the IG-88 solo film, and then... No, you know what? I want to see a Watto solo film, actually. I can't imagine why. Uh, you wouldn't want to see an, uh, a, a, an Obi-Wan standalone? You and McGregor coming back, maybe? Okay, now, now, now that you bring Ewan McGregor, yes, I would want to see it. Uh, probably that only one, but if it's not Ewan McGregor, I will not see it. Yeah, obviously, because, I mean, let's let's just talk about the elephant in the room, and I don't know how we got an elephant in the room, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name, but the young man that played Solo, uh, hmm, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> There were times where I thought, like, oh, okay, he's a guy pretending to be... Here's the thing that I said. I said, when I saw Donald Glover as Lando, and I thought it was, it was, it was, it was a good performance. He did the best he could. He was, he was great. But when I saw him, I said, that's a guy pretending to be Lando. Okay. But then when I saw Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, I, I couldn't even say that's a guy pretending to be Han Solo. I'm like, it is just some guy who's here, and why is Chewbacca with this guy? That's really all I could think of. Yeah, I mean, I honestly had to keep telling myself, uh, okay, this guy's supposed to be Han Solo. Um, you know, that roguish charm that uh, Harrison Ford brought to the role, you know, the the sort of, like, you know, risk-taker, uh, daredevil, um, you know, he would have some witty lines. Like, it just wasn't there, and, you know you know, your mom saw it with us. I mean, she was even saying, like, oh, when he smiled, it's not like Han Solo with sort of that roguish smile. Like, there was nothing Han Solo about this guy. Yeah, it's like, even when he was... Yeah, even, like, when he was, like, making jokes, it was just, like, it was flat. It wasn't, like... There was nothing really to it. It was just kind of like he was reading them off the script. And then it's... It sucks because all of the things that he did, it's like, that's something Han Solo would do. I'm like, okay, yeah. But when I saw him, I just didn't see Han Solo, so it didn't connect, because the writing was so good. It was stuff that Han Solo would do, but Han Solo wasn't doing them. 
Yeah, I, I got the same thing. And I think the other reason some of the jokes fell flat, especially, oh, and before we go any further, uh, hitting the spoiler alarm here, we're, we're going to be spoiling this movie. I think one of the, some of the jokes really fell flat because we kind of knew the punchlines already when, at the end, when he's going to, saying to Chewie, no, no, you know, uh, Beckett told us about this, this big time, uh, you know, gangster. He's going to put together, like, we know, like, like, we know that's Jabba and we know Han Solo's going to get screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like, wah, wah. I know the punchline already. So, and, and it also doesn't help the fact that the guy couldn't deliver a line to save anything. All right. Alden, Alden, what was it? Alden, Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Ugh, whatever. I really hope we never see this guy again. Um, were there any, standout performances for you. Mm, sorry. Yeah, Donald Glover. Um, I liked Kira. I liked uh, I liked Beckett. I liked uh, Vision. I don't know what his character, what his name was, but I'll, so I'll just call him Vision. I liked, I liked everybody, really. I even liked I even liked John Favreau. John Favreau, he was my favorite, but of course he had to talk about retirement, and that sealed his fate. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So. So basically, I think what we're saying is, uh, except really for the main character, <laughs> we like just about everything else in it. All right. So let me ask you. Let's just say there was no Star Wars. All right. We know nothing of Star Wars. There's this movie coming out called Solo. It's supposed to be about this rogue, uh, you know, uh, sci-fi fantasy kind of film. If this was a total standalone film, there's no Star Wars or anything out there. What are your, what are your thoughts on it now? I would say it's a good movie. And even knowing that it is a Star Wars movie, I would still say it's a good movie. It's just Alden, Really, my biggest problem is just Alden Ehrenreich, because he couldn't... Like, even if I didn't know Star Wars, like, I, I, I could still tell myself, like, yeah, they're trying to make him something he's not, and he can't handle it, so yeah. Like, I still like it being a Star Wars film, and I think I'll still like it, even if it wasn't. Alright, now, I think a, a lot of diehard Star Wars fans, one of the things that they really had issue with is... You know, okay, so they're doing these standalone films, and especially this solo film, and they're going to talk about a Lando film to kind of, I guess, kind of break the mythology a bit or expand upon the mythology. Um, so when you see some of these things that happen to Solo that, you know, when we watch the original trilogy, we have no idea how he ended up with Chewie, how he got the Falcon, how, you know, really anything. So when you see some of these sort of myths unraveled before your eyes, do they... Do they fall flat for you? Like, what do you think? Well, the the big one that I thought really was unnecessary was how he got his last name, Solo. Because how he got it in the movie, it was... <clears throat> he was on Corellia. He needed to get off, so he enlisted in the... He wanted to be in the Imperial Navy. Yeah. So then he went up, and then the recruiter was like, What's your name? He said, My name's Han. He goes, You don't have a family name? And he was like, No, I don't have a family. He goes, Hmm, so you're on your own? How about we call you Solo? And I was like, Nope, nope, just that, that just could have been his name. What's your name? Han Solo? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Or it even could have been like, you know, if his name was like Han Schwartzbaum, and he's just like, I better change my name. Uh, yeah, call me Han Solo because I'm a lone rogue or something like that. Like, yeah, that would have been much better. It was, like, lame. Yeah, but the the one thing I liked in that Imperial scene is that when he's looking behind him at the thing, you can hear the Imperial march being played, but it's being played in a major key. 
So it's like how the theme of the Empire in our universe is the same theme of the Empire in the Star Wars universe, just in a major key. So I thought that was funny. Hey, kids, you want to go out and meet interesting people and kill them? Join the Empire. There was an Empire commercial. Yeah, there was. <laughs> that was that was too much. All righty. Um, so you talked about meeting Lando uh, and seeing the Falcon. Now, when when when, when we see the Falcon, oh, uh, I don't know, like. In Force Awakens. Force Awakens, thank you. I don't know why I had a mental lapse there. When we see the Falcon there, it's sort of like, oh wow, that's that. Like, well, you know, it was like a really great moment because I felt like it had been so long since we had seen it. Uh, with Disney kind of churning out these films, when we first see the Falcon, did you get like giddy? Were you just like, oh, mm. yeah, it's just kind of like, all right, there's there 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 she is. And also another thing with the Millennium Falcon is that like it's like I know they brought up reasons for why Han wanted the Millennium Falcon like his father always wanted to fly one he always wanted to fly one when he got the chance to fly it he did all these cool maneuvers and he really connected with the ship but then at the end when he's playing Lando in cards he's saying like I really feel a connection with this ship and I don't know if it was the performance or just that didn't show enough of it but I didn't really feel like you didn't have a connection with the ship you were just flying the ship because you needed to. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, when we see, you know, when we see in A New Hope, which, you know, to me is the first Star Wars movie ever, uh, it's number one, uh, you know, when we see him and Chewie there, I feel like, you know, that's their ship. Uh, You know, Force Awakens, when the two of them come on, he's like, you know, Chewie, we're home. But yeah, it was sort of like, oh, crap, we don't have a pilot. Uh, Hey, you. Go pilot. It was like, eh, there was like nothing there. Yeah, and then like even the whole time, it's like I kept seeing it like as Lando's ship. Lando had his cape room. Lando <laughs> had his wet bar. Lando had like even when Han was, fl- yeah, like e- like I don't think he did this. You can correct us if I'm if I'm wrong. But even when he was flying the Millennium Falcon through like that giant space storm, he didn't even put the dice on the. I'm going to call it the windshield, but yeah, he didn't put the dice on the windshield for good luck, so he didn't really do anything to, like, claim it as his own while he was flying. Yeah, that's that's actually true. Yeah, there was really nothing, there was no moment there, except, you know, of course, at the end, he wins the ship, but then we don't even, like, really see it. Like, we don't even really kind of see him even claiming it. I mean, like, yeah, they hop aboard, hey, let's go meet that big gangster Beckett was talking about, zap, and they're gone, and it's sort of like, okay... Um. Now, you know, you Beckett. Let's talk about Beckett because I think Beckett was actually a pretty important character, played by Woody Harrelson. Uh, he's sort of like to me. He's sort of like I guess they're setting him up. He was supposed to kind of be like a father figure to Han or somebody who got Han kind of started on his path. Uh, what'd you think of the performance? What'd you think of the character? I thought it was a really good performance. It was a really good character. Woody Harrelson was it's. Like I don't want to say it because it's gonna sound like it's a bad thing, but but it's it's like it's it's definitely like a Woody Harrelson role. Okay, yeah, no, I could see that. Uh, you know, kind of you know having no idea what his character was gonna be, but after watching him on screen as Tobias Beckett, yeah, I really couldn't think of anybody else that can kind of fit into that role because he's he tells Han constantly throughout like trust no one, trust no one, which is sort of like foreshadowing, but Han doesn't get it, so really to be this big 
backstabbing criminal, you know, I'm sure Woody Harrelson's a nice guy, but yeah, I mean, this is the role for him. Yeah, and then, like, even that, it's like, I felt like the backstab, because, like, at the end, it was, um, they had the, they had, like, the, what was the fuel called? Quantum fuel. Yeah, like, they, they, had, they had, like, the hyperdrive fuel, and then Han wanted to give it to the Rebels, but then Beckett knew, like, no, we have to give this to, what, what was Crimson To Crimson Sun, or else we're gonna be hunted forever. But Han said, like, no, you have to do the right thing. But then Woody Harrelson said, like, all right, then, I'm leaving. And then you think, like, oh, okay, he just leaves to go wherever. But then he really, he warned, he warned Vision about the plan. So, but then, like, even then, it's not like, oh, he was doing it to be a bad guy. It's like he didn't want to be hunted anymore. He just lost his wife. He lost his friends. He just didn't want to be hunted. He wanted to rest. He wanted to go back to his planet, settle his debts, and just live his life. So it kind of felt like a thing that he would do. So I really liked that, how it wasn't like, oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm going to betray you, Han Solo. It was just he needed to do it. Sort of like, you know, sorry, you know, we did form this partnership, but I got to do what I got to do sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. There were some... I don't want to really, really call them cameos, but there were some sort of like Easter eggs and things like that. Um, they kind of paid tribute to some of the, I guess, some of the former actors uh, in the series. Uh, did you catch any of the you know former actors popping up in different roles there? Yeah, the one I caught was in um the uh, I forget I forget the names of these things, but in the in like the Rebel group, they had the guy who played Wicket. He was there. And he was, of course, unmasked. I don't know his real name, but he was Willow. He was Wicket. Warwick Davis, that's the uh, actor's name. Yeah, they had him. I was told that C-3PO was in it as just as just a human, but I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah they, I did read that Anthony Daniels was, uh, was in there. Of course, they mentioned Bosk. You know, we could have gotten Bosk for this job. Yeah, and then I, yeah, then I think like, why do you want Bosk? He's like a giant lizard, like you know, like maybe IG eighty eight. I'd get IG eighty eight or Dengar. Get Dengar, yeah, I'd get Dengar. Yeah, I mean, how was Bosk gonna hold on to that train there? He's gonna dig his claws in. Yeah, I know. And then like, well, he's always barefoot, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. No idea. Um, but overall, though, you know, taking taking out Alden's performance, I guess. Um, good movie, bad movie. What What was your opinion? Just like in in general, good movie. I definitely liked it more than Rogue One. I really hated Rogue One, and then I don't know because like this might be a little controversial, especially with uh, everything. But I think it's actually for me, it's on the same level as Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this uh, driving back from from the movie, um, and I know. Listen, the last big Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. I know it was very divisive. Fans, you know, it was like almost like a fifty fifty split. Loved it or hated it. Uh, we are on the side of. We loved it. I, I really loved it. Yeah, we really loved it. I mean, we we both felt that it captured the spirit of Star Wars in general. Um, I mean, Force Awakens is still a big uh, favorite of mine, but you you kind of had a comment uh, about Force Awakens. 
Yeah, I just felt like Force Awakens, like, it was really trying hard to, like, rehash, like, to show, like, oh, we can do Star Wars stuff, let's check off every Star Wars thing, let's, let's check off the cantina scene, let's check off the Death Star, let's check off this, and then, yeah. But overall, though, I mean, it, it's not, like, it's not, like, one of your least favorite films, though. No, no, it's just kind of, like, looking back... And I think this really had something to do with Last Jedi coming back. Like, looking back, for me, like, Last Jedi is just exponentially better than Force Awakens. That it just knocked Force Awakens down a few pegs. But I still really like it. Yeah, I mean, I still really like both films, uh, definitely. Uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. But, I don't know, do you, do you think, you know, with wanting to do these standalone films, do you think they're going to kill or or kind of water down? Because there's, there's talks of... of TV, you know, TV series possibly taking place back uh, in the Old Republic. Um, there's going to be, you know, they're giving Ryan Johnson, the guy that did Last Jedi, they're going to give him three movies to do, stand, not stand, like sort of like a new saga. Do you think they're really going to start to water this this whole saga down? You mean like make it like something tired, like where Star Wars isn't like, yeah, we're like Star Wars. Yeah, I definitely think it's probably going to be... It's probably gonna be kind of like how Marvel is now, where really, you know, where now that they have all their big guys out there, I'm not really excited for anything. Like Ant-Man 2, yeah. But then, like, I think that's how it's gonna be. It's like, because when I first saw Force Awakens, I remember sitting there, I was so excited. I was like, there hasn't, like, I, I've never been alive well, I was, but I never got to see it. But, like, I've never gotten to see a Star Wars movie in the theaters before. And I thought, like, wow, this is going to be great. So then, like, it had that magic to it. But then now I think, like, you know, like a bunch of, like, I just see it like a bunch of, like, high schoolers hanging out on a Friday. Like, what do you want to do, John? Like, oh, no, let's go see the new Star Wars movie. And then, like, I don't want to take that magic away from it. Yeah, I, I definitely think if they start doing a lot of these standalone films. Because... Here's one of the things that at first I thought, wow, this was a great cameo and this might set something up, but where would they go with it and how would they go with it? Because there was that that big surprise reveal. And I thought, oh, Boba Fett's going to show up in this film. He doesn't, but somebody else does. And I mean, I was kind of blown away by it. What did you think? Oh, yeah, it's right. Darth Maul. That was, it's like, I thought that was really cool and I thought like, that made me think, like, oh, are they going to do a Darth Maul solo movie? But then I realized they made Rebels canon, and in Rebels, Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul on Tatooine. So I'm like, oh, Darth Maul is, like, a year left. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was it was a great thing to see, and it's like, and then it kind of made me think, okay, what's the deal with this Crimson Sun? Is, is this... And he's actually credited as Maul, not Darth Maul. He's credited as Maul. You know, is Maul, is he going to try to take down the Emperor? Is he going to try to, like, take over? Does he just want to form this giant criminal organization? Like, where are they going with this? But then I thought, well, yeah, Darth Maul's going to die pretty soon. Obi-Wan kills him, like you said, on Tatooine. So, wow, that was great, but we where, where are we going to go with it? Yeah, and then it's kind of like, then it's like, you can't really do like a prequel movie about like, oh, how did he survive? Because we already got that in Clone Wars, and that kind of already starts to show 
how it's getting a little too crowded, how, like, you, there's this amazing moment, and you want to do more with it, but you're like, you can't, because all the other Star Wars stuff already did something with it. So I think even now, you can kind of see how things are getting a little too crowded, a little too worn out. Yeah, and it's really a shame, because, okay, I, you know, like you said for you, Force Awakens was the first Star Wars movie that you saw in the theaters. Uh, you saw all the other ones on Blu-ray. Uh, for me... You know, your grandpa, he took me to see uh, A New Hope back then, which is known as Star Wars. And there was such magic with it. There was such magic with that original trilogy. Uh, the prequels were the prequels, whatever. And then, yeah, we kind of got that magic back. And now, I don't know, I kind of felt like, all right, well, it's Sunday. We're not really doing anything. Yeah, okay, let's give this solo movie a shot. Like, I, I just didn't feel like the need to really, like... Okay, we got some time to kill. Let's go see it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think it's really starting to water down this this epic saga, and it's like I don't know. To me, it's just it's a cash grab. Yeah, that's really how I felt because like because I because I know Disney because I because uh, yeah, I've never really said this on the on the podcast before, but I really don't like Disney. I really don't like them, and I know. I know there was not one person sitting up there saying, like, wow, we can tell a story with Han Solo. It was like, wow, Force Awakens made a lot of money. That had Han Solo. Let's make a Han Solo, and we'll get more money. Yeah, now it seems like, ooh, people thought Donald Glover was kind of cool. Let's make a Lando movie. And and again, I don't want to knock his performance. It was a great performance, but, all right, a one-shot Lando movie... Where are you gonna go with it? Yeah, cause it's like, what's it gonna be? How he gets in charge of Cloud City? I mean, yeah, or sort of like his origin story. And then even then, it goes back to like what I was saying earlier: how we knew everything we needed to know about Han Solo from the prequels, not the prequels. I mean, the original trilogy. And then it's like. You could say, like, not even, like, disregarding the original trilogy, you could say, we know everything we need to know about Lando from the Solo movie, so why would you make a Lando movie? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not knocking his performance. It was a great performance. I mean, I thought he really kind of did, like like you said, almost like a spot-on impression of Billy D. Williams as Lando. And they even said... Uh, Billy D. Williams met with him, kind of gave him some tips, and you could really see it. I mean, he really kind of captured that spirit of Lando, but I was sort of like, okay, he was, he's a smooth-talking con man. I knew that from Empire Strikes Back. Like, you didn't you didn't really flesh him out anymore for me uh, in this movie. They gave him a love interest. They did give him a very interesting love interest, L3. Yeah, it's like... Because L three, uh, she she's flying with Kira in the Millennium Falcon, and then she's just like, and she's like, oh, I can tell Han likes you, and she's just like, what? And she goes, it's okay, Lando likes me, and I thought like, oh, that's just L three being silly, where she thinks, oh, Lando likes me, but then when L three gets shot, Lando like runs out there, he's like, no, L three, and I was like, oh man, Lando does like her. Yeah, I mean, and again, that was kind of like interesting and okay but but again i'm like i don't know where are we going with this well it does explain why c-3po had a hard time communicating with the ship in empire strikes back because they interfaced l3 with the millennium falcon 
So that's why C-3PO is like, I've never seen a ship like this. So that's what it explains. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Yeah, I did not think of it like that. (laughs) I guess they kind of rewrote history. Yeah, that's... uh, So that was really all L3's character. It's like... Like, I don't know. I don't know if they foresaw this ahead in the future, but in the end, it just turned out to be why C-3PO had a hard time communicating with the Falcon. Yeah, I guess maybe somebody kind of reminded, hey, remember that scene? I mean, maybe it was maybe it was Peter Parker. Hey, guys, uh, remember that old movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back? Uh, C-3PO couldn't talk to the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, another character that, I don't know, I thought she was kind of interesting. I was really kind of wanted to see um amelia clark who is of course daenerys targaryen the mother of dragons on game of thrones she was kira what did you think of her character um i thought i thought she was uh good because like uh well at first i thought like there was um where she she was kind of like branded by vision where she was kind of like his property and then so then i thought like oh does she and the whole time, because, like, Han Solo, you could tell, still loved her. But then, like, the whole time I was thinking, like, oh, does she still love Han Solo back? Or did she, like, over the years just move on from him? Then it turns out at the end she did, because after she kills Vision, she takes over his criminal empire. But she lets Han Solo go. She doesn't tell Darth Maul about him, doesn't let anybody hunt him down. Yeah, and, and again, you would kind of think, like, if this was just a standalone sci-fi movie... Okay, great. Going forward, you know, what's going to be the conflict between these two? You know, who is this Crimson Sun? But, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see it. Yeah, no, I think that was just a way to get her out of the way so Leia can be the love interest. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess, like, overall, I feel like while it was a good movie, it was well-written uh, action scenes. What do you think of some of the action scenes? Oh, I loved it, especially when... When, oh my god, when they were fighting on the, I don't know what planet it was, but when the Empire is fighting on that planet, and you see the ATSTs dropping from the sky, and the stormtroopers running around, and the officers rallying them, I was thinking, this is what Rogue One wanted to be, this is what Rogue One should have been, so I thought that one, like, five minute action scene was better than all of Rogue One, so I really liked that, I liked when they were on Kessla, when they were all breaking the slaves out, I really like that. And then with Chewie and the other Wookiee fighting. Oh yeah, and we finally get to see Chewie rip somebody's arms off. That was always cool. In the elevator when they were escaping from their captors, Chewie ripped his arms off. Yeah, because that was always the threat, you know, he could rip your arms off. And it's like, guess what? He really, really can. Uh, just real quick, uh, were you kind of disappointed to find out how old Chewie was? Or did you, like, did you want that to remain a mystery? Yeah, because, like, cause like well, uh, with you, we listened to some of the Legends audiobooks, and then, like, you know, they never really disclosed that, and just really putting a number to it, I was just kind of like, you didn't need to do that. I mean, it's like we get it, because we see him in uh, Episode 3, you know, we see him all the way through to Episode 8, he's obviously going to be in Episode 9, Chewie's been around for a long time, let's just leave it like that, you know, no need to... You know, like that to me, that whole, hey, how'd you learn how to pilot? He could have come up with a much more interesting story than, you know, well, I'm 190. Yeah, like he just could have been like, maybe he just could have like rebuttal with Han Solo. Like, where'd, well, where'd you learn how to pilot? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Like, there's a good comeback, like, and kind of show that, you know, development of the relationship that they had. Yeah. 
Yeah, what are you talking about? Where you learn how to pilot, buddy? Um, I don't know. I mean, overall, like I said, uh, great film, you know, good story. It didn't need to be made. I mean, is this like, a, is this like the type of film, like, are you like, oh man, I got to see this movie again? Like, if your friends ask you to go, are you going to be like, absolutely? Or, you know, what's sort of your take on the rewatchability of Solo? Um, well, I already kind of made plans with one of my friends to see Solo, but I, I saw it without him. And I'm kind of thinking now, I'm like, ooh, can I kind of sway him to see Deadpool? Because it was good, but I don't want to watch it again, really. Because, like, I... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, there's some movies that I would never watch again. Last Airbender, for obvious reasons. I would never watch that again. Um... Rogue One I would probably never watch again. I mean, this one, like, if if you're flipping the channels, it pops up on HBO, are you going to stop and watch it, or are you just going to keep going? Yeah, I'll watch it. There was some good stuff. I'll watch it for everybody else besides Alden Ehrenreich, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, his. Per- I think, and I think that's really kind of, you know, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I mean, this was a good movie. We liked the movie, but, you know, Alden Emmerich and the fact that this movie didn't need to be made kind of puts a sour note on it. Yeah. Yeah, it it really does, like... I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, kind of like Disney and the future of Star Wars. I don't think they know where they're going with it either, which is a shame because... You know, this was an epic that I grew up with, and then, you know, when you started watching the Blu-ray... VHS. No, I started watching on VHS. Oh, that's right, you watch it on the old VHS, yeah. I mean, you know, this was like a magical... I mean, for me, Star Wars was... I remember uh, when they reissued the original trilogy with George Lucas adding in the, you know, oh, let me, let me show you what I can do. With some CGI here. Let me let me add some scenes in. Uh, your mom had never seen it, so I took her to the theater and we saw A New Hope. And I, to that point, I had probably seen this film easily seventy five times. Uh, you know, Luke is in the tu- uh, in the tunnel. He's you know he he's uh, you know he's going down. He he's gonna blow up the Death Star, and you know. You know, Luke, you turned your targeting computer off. And I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat, and I've seen this movie 75 times, and I know what happens. But I feel now, you know, with each one of these extraneous movies, the magic is just disappearing. Yeah, like, I'm I'm definitely excited for episode... For episode 9, but then if I hear Boba Fett solo movie, I'll be like, okay. Like, I'll watch... Like, if they do Obi-Wan with Ewan McGregor, I'll watch it for Ewan McGregor... But then really, I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's really it. Because, like, I'll watch episode 9, and then it'll be over. And then I'll be, and then I wouldn't really, I don't think I'll care about, like, ooh, Darth Maul solo, Watto solo, Jar Jar Binks solo. I'm like, eh, I don't don't really, well, actually, I might watch a Watto solo movie. Yeah, you mentioned that up top. Yeah, I mean, listen, for me... You know, the last Star Wars movie for me, you know, was when Return of the Jedi came out. We were all like, oh, man, it's over. But we weren't like, you know, i got to know what happens next or i got to know what happens before. You know, we were sort of like, wow, that was a great three-film saga. Awesome. You know, then they started making the books and all that. But I don't know. With Disney just churning out these films, I think I think all said and done. Yeah, and then, like... 
Yeah, like, I just, like, I tried reading the Darth Maul comic that came out. I was like, eh. So then, like, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like when, like, in the extended universe stuff we used to read together. It, it doesn't have, like, that. Because, like, while there was magic in the original trilogy, there was, like, a, there, 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 there were, there were stakes in the extended books. Like, when Jason Solo became a Sith Lord, I felt like, oh, man. When the Yuzhang Vong invaded, I was like, oh, man. But then, like, I think, I think really after episode nine, that magic's gonna be gone if they just keep making movies. I don't want it to be like, well, uh, there's a Star Wars movie coming out. Let's, let's go see it. Okay. And, like, you know, it's, like, I don't want... I don't want it to be, like, Marvel, where it's, like, if I have kids, I have to be, like, well, you well, you have to watch Iron Man first and watch these 50 movies. Like, with Star Wars, I just want to be, like, there are nine movies. Let's all watch them. Or there are six movies. Let's just watch them. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Stakes. I think that's actually the big thing. Uh, because, you know, I mean, we see the scene where they're robbing the train and it's like, oh, no, is Chewie going to die? No, Chewie's not going to die. We know that. We know Han's not going to die. We know Han's going to make it. We know he's going to get the Millennium Falcon. So, yeah, there were really no stakes in this film. And, uh, again, you know, it was it was a good, good story, well-written, great action, but really didn't need to be made. And uh, Alden Emmerich. So, any final words? Um... I don't know. I just, I just wish, just wish it wasn't made. That's all. Yeah, I hear you. Alrighty, well, thanks for listening to us rant and rave about the solo movie here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on Instagram on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, I post pictures there, talk about some of the episodes that we do. Uh, you know, if you're here listening to this, check out some of our past episodes. Uh, Diana loves to talk comics. Uh, she's already talked about Superman. She talked about Super Sons. Um, you know, and there's a lot of great episodes here you could catch on stuff you don't need to know. This is Jay and Diana. May the force be with you.